what we want to do, right, is like we want to like because it keeps us probably more interesting and keeps us talking is drink on every one of these episodes. So we decided that the first episode is going to be like, how do we become friends and why is this even a thing? Uh, and going in with that, like the way that we wanted to carry this in the future, just to keep things interesting for us is like, we're both going to bring probably two topics per week to the table. And I don't want it to be that structured. I don't need to sit and like do a bunch of research about it or like anything. I just want to bring a topic. I'm going to throw it on the table and be like, let's talk about this, talk through it, make a decision or, debated or whatever it happens to be yeah. the week. And then uh, we'll do that for a couple topics and it'll probably keep this like a decently long podcast. Cause we, we can talk a lot. And then if it needs to be a couple more, great. If we have a guest or somebody come on and hang out with us, it's whatever. Like it's just going to be kind of a free for all and we're just going to have fun with it. So, so, you know, now that we've kind of mentioned what the, the structure of the podcast is going to be um, that first one kind of was obviously a mutual topic, you know, talking about our friendship and kind of how that all came to be. Uh, but what's what's one of the top like what's the first topic that you thought of um, when we were talking about this? So like the first topic that you want to bring to the table for us to talk about, dude. So I'm not even going to talk about the first thing that I thought of for this podcast because I was getting like super introspective with my list. Like I have a I started a list on my phone when we first started. Same. I have such my note is like yeah, scrolls. It's, it's it just, just long now. Yeah. And it's funny too because like Carly's brought up things and I'm like, oh shit, that'd be a really good topic. Even though like Carly's probably the one that's done all the research for it, and I just have to be like, hey man, give me your notes on that. Like I'm gonna talk about your notes because her and I agree on a lot of things. Like one of them that I'll have to bring to the table at some point in time, not tonight, is like neither of us want kids, and so like that could be like a fucking thirty minute talk itself, you know? It's going to be because my wife and I, my wife, my wife Jess and I are on the exact same. Like we don't want yeah. kids either. And dude, like all the things that go into like, anyway, I don't even want to start there because we're going to get into depth on this conversation. We, that that episode will end at midnight central time yeah, and it's it currently 940. That's somewhere like in the top of my list of like, or of like towards the more recent added additions to my list. Cause she keeps a list in her phone of all the reasons why she doesn't want kids. And it's fucking hilarious. We're going so to have to bring that to the table. We're going to spend a whole episode. Carly's going to be a guest. And so, there was, I was between two things for today though. And what it ended up boiling down to was like, so we're both Midwesterners. So I was like, do I want to go with like a Midwestern thing, keep it light and keep it something that we can both keep talking about. Or we're also both fucking nerds. And so I was like, do I want to go to the nerdy side? And I think I'm going to err on the nerdy side. So the first thing I brought to the table is what is the greatest trilogy of all time? And I pulled up a lot of trilogies because I think it's worth pulling up ones that I probably wouldn't even think of because there's the obvious ones like the OG Star Wars, uh, fucking Lord of the Rings. Um, there's the ones that like neither of us would pick, like uh, fucking Twilight and shit like that. You've got the Matrix trilogy. Like there's so many good trilogies. There really, there. there really are. Now that I'm like, look, I'm looking at, I'm not gonna lie, I'm googling it to like see what trilogies are out there. There's so many that I wouldn't even think of. Like I wouldn't. My with the dragon tattoo is actually really good. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Planet of the Apes is a trilogy now. Like modern Planet of the Apes. I'm like, I'm looking at my second monitor now, and I'm like scrolling through this, and I'm like, like my, like if you, like if I didn't Google it, my brain wouldn't have thought of half of these. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I thought of this topic because I thought it was literally going to be us talking about Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, like The Hobbit, and that's pretty much it. You could so argue that I was like there are some amazing trilogies. Out I think there. I also think there's an argument to break Harry Potter up into trilogies. Like I think you can break the trilogy. It's not, but you could. If you made the argument, you could make that argument to me, and I'd accept it. Like I'm, I'm I would not. I would I'm never accept it. But. It's, it's as so a whole, like it's clearly not. Series, if we wanted to like say movie series or like book series that have turned yes, into books, which is one of my have to bring that up, hundred percent. Yeah, 
but I'm so if we're all right so let me and i don't care if they've been books or not i'm talking about movie trilogies okay i think i've got mine all right let's hear it strictly the captain america trilogy are you really so that's your number one of all time. I, I'm not gonna pick Star Wars because that's too obvious. I'm not gonna pick. I don't give a fuck about cliches, man. If you think the Star Wars trilogy is great, then say the Star Wars. Trilogy. I mean, the Star Wars. It's obviously fucking great. I think Star Wars is overrated. That's a topic for another episode. Um, yeah, we could probably do a whole episode on Star Wars. And if I'm talking about a Star Wars trilogy, it's definitely the original trilogy. It's not the. 100%. 100%. It's not the modern trilogy. I do think the modern trilogy is the most underrated part of Star Wars. I think they added a lot to the story. Yeah, I think the newest it. Trilogy, you mean? Yes. No, 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 no. So like the, like parts, I guess you consider them parts four, five, and six or no one. Okay. So you're talking like the two thousands. Yeah. Like the two thousands eras, not the, I think it's like, if you look at the first few, it was like the seventies and eighties, like those, like that trilogy is the, that's the best part of star Wars. But I think the modern portion of star Wars is extremely underrated. People like to dog on it and talk as it, like talk about it, like the redheaded stepchild of the star Wars series. And I think that's underrated at it. But if I'm the thinking about like, right, is like most millennials are going to argue. I I would think that most millennials are going to argue that they grew up with the original Star Wars trilogy, which is kind of true. Yeah. But as like a conscious human being, I technically have a, a stronger connection to the modern same you put it, Star Wars trilogy. So like, because it came out in '99, right? I was born in '93. Yeah, I was '95. So, and so that makes like this trilogy at least a more relevant to my lifetime but I don't think that it's better than the originals by any means. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely not, but I think people dog on it so much okay. that I think it's underrated at this point. Like it's, it's good. Yes. Some of the acting's really shit. Some of the story is definitely skipped over, but like, it's really good. Like it's I still not partial credit to my brother for this because my brother called me the other night and he was like, I don't know if you had been drinking or what the fuck, but my brother just randomly calls me and it's like, you know, you guys are like two hours ahead. So he calls me and it's like 9 p.m. my time. It's like 11 o'clock. He's like, dude. So I'm like, I'm the youngest of three, right? And he goes, dude, I don't know if you realize this, but you would lose as like, if you were the third movie in every great trilogy of all time, you would always lose. And so it sparked up like an entire conversation between us for like 30 minutes because we're like, dude, Star Wars, I lose. The Matrix, I definitely lose. I, but I, I think in my trilogy, you don't lose. I think the worst of the Captain America movies was Winter Soldier. Okay. Which was the yeah, second one. Right, which which was the second one. But um, so yeah, so like if I'm thinking about it, so there's trilogies that you could probably rank higher that I won't. I personally wouldn't rank higher just because one, I'm either not a fan of the genre or I'm not a fan of the movies in general. Like. You could probably make an argument that the Indiana Jones trilogy is higher. I never really, I like the movies. I enjoy the movies, but I don't, I don't really connect with them. Um, you could probably make an argument like Lord of the Rings. While I enjoyed the books more than I enjoyed the movies of the Lord of the Rings, I fell asleep a lot during the movies. There was so much downtime, which is where right. we'll, we'll probably do a whole episode. The first time through, but I definitely do now. Like as an adult rewatching those movies, I fall asleep. Yeah, it's. I fell asleep in the theater. Like there was an hour and a half of dead time and I took a nap and my dad woke me up. He's like, the fight's starting. Um, which is actually, it's a, probably a whole topic worth of episode is whether we think like the movies of movie versions of books are better or not. Um, I think in a lot of situations they are, but we'll talk about that later. I'll change it off um, like two seconds and ask you, did you ever see King Kong, like the 2005 King Kong adaptation? Yeah, yeah. That's the only movie I've ever fallen asleep in. 
Um, I haven't fallen asleep in a ton of movies. Minutes. I was in the fucking theater and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I just passed out. I fell asleep in the in the Lord of the Rings movie. I think I also fell asleep in one of the Harry Potters in theater, but I think that's really the only two. Dude, I was way into Harry Potter. Like I, I love Harry Potter. We could do a whole I episode on Harry Potter. In those, in those at all? No way. Um, but then so like if you look at the other so like the Back to the Future trilogy. That's another trilogy that people so would probably, it, it's great. Don't get me wrong. But again, it's just like, if I never watch like Back to the Future 2 or 3 again, I'm not going to be disappointed. Like the first movie carries that trilogy so much in my opinion. Well, dude, that's, I feel like there's a lot of these trilogies are honestly trilogies in general. Like the first one really carries and the other ones are just kind of like, yeah, it's good because I like the story. So I want to see it continue out. But like the Born trilogy is the same way. Like Born Identity was so much better. But see, I don't even consider that a trilogy because they moved past, they made like five of them now, haven't they? They might have more now, but the trilogy was Identity Supremacy Ultimatum. Right. And that that's probably up there on my list. If I like objectively think about it, that's probably in like my top three. I love those movies. But so for me, the reason that the Captain America trilogy ranks so high, not only are each of the movies super, they're amazing. They're amazing movies, like from a cinematic perspective, like they're amazing to watch. The, the soundtracks are amazing. They, the screenplay, the, like the action, the, the mix between action and suspense, the drama portion of it, the, like the connections that you make with the characters through the movie series. But not only that, but they also build onto a larger series through the whole Marvel Comics universe. Which I think, even though you're we're referring to just the trilogy, I think you have to consider the overall impact that they make in other movies that are out there. Like no other movie trilogy connects to another storyline like the Marvel the Marvel comic universe. That's fair. Any of the trilogies. It took me a long time to even watch like after Captain America the original. Like I didn't even watch two and three until years later, just because I just I was not that. I so my dad. When he was a lot young, like when he was in high school, like middle school, high school age, was obsessed with comic books. He tells a story lovingly about how he went, not even lovingly, it's lovingly because it's his mom, but also he's still very pissed about it. Um, when he went away to college, his mom, my grandma, sold a ton of his comic books at a garage sale. Comic books that now would be worth thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. So my dad grew up a comic book kid and he kind of taught us that too. So like when we were younger, we had subscriptions to the Marvel comic series, all of the DC comic series. Like we would just get them mailed to our house and we'd look at them every single week. So like anything like comic book related, I really connect to. Um, but like Captain, like, so Captain America, the Marvel comic universe, like Jess and I have sat down and watched every single movie in chronological order. Like, in the order that if you were reading the comic books, they would have appeared yeah. in. So like we, I, get it, I, I understand love that so much. With that series, I just, it's not mine. 100%. No, and a hundred percent. And that's totally fair because like, if you, so like, for example, I just pulled up a random, like the best 10 trilogies. So if you look at the ones that are like rank in front of Cap the Captain America trilogy, you have the Dark Knight trilogy, which I totally get. So I, good. I, it's, it's amazing. It's probably my number two. If I'm if I'm being 100 percent honest, the Indiana Jones trilogy, the original Indiana Jones movies yep. were really good, but again, I just I never loved them like that. Lord of the Rings. This is one that threw me a curveball, and I, I don't even think of this is a trilogy, and I'm sure we could probably justify that it's not. 
but they call it the Jersey Trilogy, and it's Clerks, Mallrats, and Chasing Amy. And it's I don't okay, think I, I argue too much because it is kind of a trilogy. Where, are those all Kevin Smith movies too? Yes. Yeah. So I, I that trilogy, if you call it a trilogy, is fucking fantastic. And the best it is is I would have never thought of it, and they have it listed as the bottom of their list. I don't know if I count that as a trilogy though. I don't really either. But like. For me, a trilogy has to build on itself, and those are each like separate stories with little to no connection. It's funny I'm like starting to like look down the list now, right? And it says this is a loose trilogy at best. Yeah, like a hundred percent. So Other ones that like I wouldn't have thought of though that like would be up in my list. Um, or is it just at? I'm gonna skip past it. So like this one, they mentioned the. Go ahead. The Millennium trilogy is really good. Like the girl with the dragon tattoo. That's yeah really okay good. yeah that's that's really good i i'm gonna be on trilogy so oh good. okay so mighty yeah. ducks okay so the blade trilogy yes but also it doesn't take you can be the biggest blade fan in the world and admit that the third movie was terrible oh, yeah. the acting you is so it was it's a great i love watching the movie just yeah. because it's so it's so funny to watch but it's bad. It's yeah. the acting is fucking terrible. The good. story is mad at bad. It's it doesn't connect, it doesn't really connect with the comic books at all. Um, it's funny because like I watch those as an adult now too. Like if I rewatch Blade, I'm just like, God, these movies are bad, but they're so good. Did the, you so, know what the funniest one on this list is that I definitely wouldn't have even thought about? What is the Austin Powers trilogy? Oh, <laughs> that wouldn't even come to mind for me. I no, would not no. even consider. I wouldn't even think of that. But like this one, so like the number three on this list that I pulled up is the Dollars Trilogy. What is that? A Fistful of Dollars, A Few Dollars More, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Like that's apparently a trilogy. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, only one of the movies I've ever seen. They're from like the 60s. It's Same. old Clint old Clint Eastwood movies, which Clint Eastwood, one of the most underrated actors of all time. But I think he's, underrated. The, I think he's pretty hyped up, frankly, but agreed. He's good. Amongst our generation, I think he's pretty underrated. Yeah, okay. I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who would put him in like their top five actors that are between the ages of twenty one and thirty. Okay, I'll, I'll buy that argument. Um, but like the good and the bad and the ugly is the only one I've seen. My brain, for whatever reason, would not consider the Godfather a trilogy, even though it's it's clearly part one, two, and three. Like for whatever reason, my brain when I think of the Godfather, I think of the Godfather part three, and I think that has to do with my age more than anything. I disagree with you. I think that's obviously a trilogy. trilogy but it, it, but it, okay, so I I understand that it is. But in my brain, the order I watched the movies, I saw the the third one. I saw Godfather Part Three. I saw Part One and then Part Two. And like my brain has a hard time like thinking of them as collective like things. Okay. And that and that's just me. That I, I admit fully that that's hundred percent just me. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. That's fine. I You'll find out through this podcast. I'm fucking you throw weird. yours out there. So I feel like I have to put some answer to this. And that's you funny because I brought this topic up to Carly before. She's like, what are you going to do? I, think, I said, I think I'm going to do this. And she's like, well, what's your answer? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I want to throw the topic out there and I want to like have a discussion about this. And I want to look at, look around at some things and figure it out. But, um, ah, fuck. I'm getting pop-ups now. I think I would have to go Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I feel like I have to do that. And then somewhere close after is either going to be the original Star Wars trilogy or the Dark Knight trilogy. Okay. Yeah. I, I can definitely see all of those. Mine. So I already said kind of my number one and two. So my number one would be the, the Captain America trilogy for me. 
Um, number two would be the Dark Knight trilogy. I think three for me, honestly, would be the, the original Terminator trilogy. I think that's really under really yeah. underrated. The newer movies have been kind of shit. Um, it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to prove that. But I think those are really underrated. Um, again, it's a, it's a thing that builds on a bigger story. And I think like knowing the whole Terminator story, like as it's been written to this point, like I think I probably put a little bit more emphasis on that. Um, but you also got to admit, those movies are fucking badass. Every yeah. single one of them. All the, the first three are amazing. It's funny because like, Again, I don't know that anybody's ever going to listen to this podcast, but I feel like it, you there's a significant generation. Hey, it's, it's, it's fucking YouTube. We're going to end up with 10,000 random followers somehow. There's a significant generational difference probably between the answer to this question. Like, I'm sure if I texted my dad right now, he he's awake. He'd fucking answer. He'd probably just pick some random shit out of his ass and I'd be like, okay, you're probably Dude, right. I don't, I don't disagree with you, though, that like Lord of the Rings now, like I remember the magic of like Lord of the Rings as like a young adult or like I don't remember when the fuck those movies came out, but I Early watched them as they were coming out. I want to say like mid two thousands. I loved those movies, and now I watch them as an adult, as something that's like going to put me to sleep. I'm like I'm gonna throw Lord of the Rings on because it's gonna fucking make me. Because it's four hours long. It's too long. I'd yeah, rather so I'd rather a movie split up like like they did Avengers with the like Endgame, um, where they split it into two parts. I'd much rather that as like an adult. Trend. It's become something that people are doing now for money more than it is because they want to get good content. I, I I agree with that, but I think you can also tell the story better. Like if if Avengers Endgame was a four and a half hour movie, I I probably wouldn't have seen it. I probably wouldn't have gone and watched it if I'm being 100% honest with you. Not that I, I like... Speaking of the devil, there's fucking... What's it? Uh, is it the Snyder Cut of... Yes, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. And it's going to be like four hours long or something I, like that. I okay, but to be fair, the reviews I've seen are all really, really good. Well, that's the funny thing though is like, so you have two different arguments here. Like, you have the the different movies, like even the seventh Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. like, where they split that up. Not not good. Yeah, I like it was so watching it when I saw it in theaters, I thought it was amazing. Watching and and again, it's one of those things where like fantastic. We watch it back now and we're like, meh. Well, I think most people. And again, you could, like you said, we could probably do a whole topic on just Harry Potter, but I think most people would, would agree that the movies are just significantly worse than the books. Like, But the movie itself is like, I feel like they split that not to give you better and more content. They split it for money. I, I yes, no, in, in that case, 100%. I, I don't get that. And again, maybe my bias is showing. I don't get that feeling from the Marvel, like from Endgame being split up. From like the last Avengers movie being split up. I don't get that feeling because they told, they told the story not as close to the comic books as they could, but I really do feel like they added a level of call it suspense, call it action, call it. I don't know. I, I don't know the proper term for it, but they added another level by splitting it up because you were so heartbroken by the way that the first movie ended. No spoilers to way the se- to the way the second movie begins. Like you as a fan wanted something to happen. You were craving that because of the way the last thing ended. You wanted something better to come out. To make make a final movie into two parts and like actually create good content throughout both. Like you have to have a a very good director that's going to make that happen. And I don't think it happens as often as agreed. We make agreed. Those two part movies. I, part I, and part twos are yeah. like the standard now, and it's not good most of the time. 
Right. I, I agree with that. And like, and that's where I do give Lord of the Rings some credit. Like I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I love the movies. I have a fucking quote from the book tattooed on me. Like I, I absolutely love it. And I appreciate that they didn't split those movies up because they did tell such a good story, but like three and a half hours for a movie. Just saying that's a little long. Like if I was going to watch one today, like right now, if I was going to go watch one, I would watch Return of the King extended edition. Yeah. Probably the longest one and by far the best so fucking good but as you said it's it's the best so it's okay that it's a little that it's long 100 percent. like i feel like there i feel like you can put like when they made the movies like some of them have too much downtime which is my biggest yeah not i like return of the king so much i feel like because they do it a lot in that movie that's not just like walking through the mountains and i also have like a weird sentimental connection where like my brother when that movie came out bought me the extended edition for my birthday and it's the first extended edition that i ever saw like, I okay yeah so the, the extended editions and I, he gave me that and i was like holy shit this is a master yeah so you you have some bias there and that but it's i, I from a non-biased perspective i probably agree with you like that's if i had to pick a movie to watch that's probably the one i would pick yeah 100 i definitely wouldn't want to uh i guess i can't say that. But Sometimes like I would watch one and two, but most of the time I'd go for three. So like looking at another one of these lit, like another list, like there's again, there's movies on there that like my brain for whatever reason wouldn't connect as a trilogy. So like Die Hard. Obviously a trilogy. It is a trilogy. My brain just naturally doesn't connect it. Spider- I, it's not that I don't connect it as a trilogy. I just wouldn't think of that as like in my top three list. Th- this it's like 17 on this top 20 list, so that's fair. Um, it has the like the three Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Nope. I hated the third one, so I'm not going to include that one. I just, um, dude, it's got the Mad Max, movie, the Mad Max movie, probably one of the more underrated trilogies in my opinion. I love the Mad Max movies. I watched them for the first time, probably when I was living in Florida. Well, watch them again because so they're better than you think. And I was like, mm, okay. And then the newest Mad Max, I was like, mm, okay. Toby um, is one of the cringiest motherfucking actors that I've ever seen. I don't get it. I absolutely 100% agree with you. It's just hit, like no offense to him because obviously he's a really talented actor. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made it as far in his career as he has. But I don't think the roles that he has played were the right roles for him, at least in the Spider-Man movies. Dude, I don't dude, think he fits. Playing that scene now where like he dyed his hair when he was like – Venom, the bad part, yeah. When he was, fucking yeah, the bad. Venom version, he's like, yeah. just that fucking like snappy, like walked. It is the cringiest scene in the fucking movie. And it's if I had the editing powers or capabilities <laughs> to put that on the screen right now, I would. Do you, you know what's one of like my favorite uh childhood trilogies though that I really enjoyed Ooh. as a kid? Yeah, that uh, it's the funniest story behind it. So, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, man, I loved it. I, I, yeah, I don't, it's so good. I don't yeah, disagree with this. Uh, my grandparents were the ones that would always take me to movies when I was a kid. And my grandma still tells the story to this day where she was like, do you remember that time I took you that fucking pirate movie or whatever? She doesn't swear. My grandma doesn't swear. We swear on this podcast, by the way. We're adults. But uh, We're two average husbands, okay? My we swear. Took us to this movie and she passed out from like the second it started until the end because she said it was the most boring movie she'd ever seen in her life. And I was like... Wow, it's so good. So I liked the movies, but my dad literally like took us to the movies and we're like, hey, we're going to see Pirates of the Caribbean. And we were like, Dad, we don't want to. And he was like, I don't fucking care. We're going to the movies. They're good, man. 
Uh, I guess I shouldn't say they, like, plural are good. Like, I really enjoyed the first one, and the other ones were like... I liked three the best. The third one? Which one was three? Uh, uh, Into the fucking weird world where they did the upside-down bullshit? Hold on. I have to remember the order now. Yeah, that's the one where they, like, flipped over on a map and, like, inverted their ship or some shit. Uh, At World's End. That's the one that I'm thinking of. I did not think that was the best. Dead Man's Chest was actually pretty good now that I that, think about it. That was probably At World's End was probably the most fun I had watching the movies. If I'm objectively thinking about it, I think Dead Man's Chest was probably the best movie of the bunch. I the first one was good, don't get me wrong. I but I left the I definitely like remember leaving the first movie wanting more. I don't remember that. I felt like I had a great experience in the first one. The second one was I, really good. And I think the third one was actually probably my least favorite of the three. I have like a really weird memory, like a really good memory. We'll probably get onto this podcast at some point, but I remember things from when I'm like two years old. Um, but I, I definitely, I am not that way. Yeah. No, Jess is literally like, I don't fucking know what we did yesterday. Like, but I'm like, I can tell you stories from when I'm two years old and I broke into my neighbor's house, which obviously will get told at some point. Um, but like, yes, I, I remember liking the third movie the most. I'll probably have to, I honestly haven't watched the movies probably since I was in high school. So we're talking like five or six years ago at this point. No, wait, hold on. I'm 25. So we're talking like seven to nine years ago at this point. Um, my 10 year high school reunion is happening in like a couple of months and I'm not going to. So yeah, well, I don't blame you there. Um, yeah, but I just, I, that's just how I remember it. If I were to rewatch them before we do our next podcast, I might change my opinion entirely, which I might just have to do. Just see how this uh, next couple of days goes with this COVID vaccine. Uh, but Speaking like, of the next podcast, though, because we're at an hour and 45 minutes of this, some of this will get edited out, but we have to tangent over to your topic at some point in time. And we should probably do that soon. We're going we're gonna to finish briefly with one thing that I have to say, which is one trilogy that is on this list that I pulled up that I did not think of entirely and if i'm were to rethink of it this might break my top three which is the alien trilogy i didn't watch a single alien movie in my entire life until maybe a few years ago you need to go back and watch alien one aliens and alien three and you know the you first were... one that i ever saw was alien versus predator that doesn't even count that's a whole different like Fantastic whole different movie, by the way. It really, it is really good, but that's like a whole different theorem. Like that's a whole different world to me where that doesn't even count like that, that it's a, it's a separate genre in my opinion. Like my brain like doesn't connect those. I'm trying to think. So I've got a third stout in my fridge. Should I open, crack a final beer for your topic? I mean, yeah, probably. What have been the, what have been like the, the alcohol percentages of the two that you've had? Uh, the first one was 8.3 and the second one was 5.3. Yeah. Mine are, uh, 11 and a half. So if oh, I'm on, if I'm about to crack number three, you can crack number three. All right. My final one on this theme, uh, and I already probably know that this is most likely going to be my favorite because Belching Beaver Brewery is so freaking good. Ever uh, had a single beer from them. And we actually went to their brewery in San Diego and Belgian Beaver is just so funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. this is their Viva La Beaver Mexican Chocolate Peanut Butter Stout, and I have a feeling it's just gonna be that. I'm I've never had that brewery, but that sounds amazing. I'm trying to think of what uh, it's like a space theme of some sort, like Stardust or some weird shit name like that. But uh, we had it when we were at their brewery, and it was amazing. And it was a I think it was a nitro stout. 
holy shit. That is so good. Is that the best one you've had tonight? Yeah, 100%. This is uh, eight, 8 2 on the scale. I'll have to see. So, um, so, what is it called? It's so it's Belching Beaver. Viva La Beaver. Viva La Beaver. Viva La Beaver. Oh, I searched Belching Beaver peanut butter milk stout is the very first thing that pops up. I'll have to see. So, I'll have to check on Taft and see if anywhere in, near me has it in stock. This tastes like, you know, those, um, like the tube, like straw style chocolate wafers? Yes. Yeah. 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 They're like they're like a crunchy on the outside and chocolate on the inside. Yeah. This tastes like that, plus peanut butter, plus stout. This is so good. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out what store near me has that because that sounds amazing. This is fantastic. All right. So that kind of actually, believe it or not, like falls into my topic for the week. What do you think are the three most underrated fast food restaurants? So we're talking about how things taste. Jess and I were having a conversation about this this week, and I proclaimed what I thought was the most underrated fast food restaurant, and she vehemently disagreed with me. But I feel like you and I have had plenty of conversations about food, um, and I feel like you're going to have some different opinions than I, but what would you consider? Let me just like pull up a list right now. Yeah. Like common fast food restaurants. So I can think of what's underrated. And you can even think of like regional stuff. So if you have stuff that's like, like that you remember from Arizona or from Florida or from Iowa or stuff that you have in Arizona, like you can think of regional stuff too. Um, Cause I'm sure like some, like some stuff people are naturally going to think of is going to be regional. Um, Like I'm define like what you're talking about with fast food for me really quick. Like what do you consider fast food? If you have that you can walk up order and grab it and go. If you have to, not like a sit-down restaurant. If you have to tip somebody, it's not fast food. So like Chipotle, I would consider that fast food, even though it's like fast casual, Moe's, Cadoba, kind of all of in the same realm, like stuff like that. Where if you could just order it and take it, you don't have to tip anybody. That counts as fast food. Absolute dog shit, by the way. Really? That is. I am a huge Chipotle guy, and I think Cadoba is better. Jess and I have probably had Cadoba Dude, once. I love my number one most underrated fast food restaurant of all time. I've got it already. All right. Ponchero's Mexican restaurant. That's an Iowa specific thing, right? Yes. Well, I think it's probably expanded a little bit, but they, well, they had one here when I moved to Arizona, they had one in fucking, um, not in Phoenix, but in Ponchero's Mexican grill. Yeah. I'm Dude, looking Ponchero's at it. by far is better than Chipotle. It's better than fucking Cadoba. They have seven. They have seventy-two locations nationwide. They are. It's so much better. They make dope-ass queso. The chicken's super good. The steak's good, and I don't even really like steak that much. Ponchero's is got to be in my top three. We're gonna have a whole episode about what you just said about not liking steak that much. We're gonna have problems. <laughs> so okay, here's the thing. I don't like fast food steak. That's fair. Like, okay. Steak yep. restaurant on burritos. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy going to a sit-down restaurant and having a steak. I do okay. not like steak that's like chopped up with a bunch of fat and they just throw a bunch of fucking seasoning on it and then make it seem like it's good steak. Again, another you're you're pulling out another one of my topics here about cuts of steak and which one which ones are the best. But Ponchero, I've never had Ponchero's. It sounds pretty similar the way you're describing it, at least to this place in Illinois called Friacos, um, where they have their queso is the best queso I've ever had in the entire fucking world. Um, but they're another thing that's kind of more of like a fat, they're more of a sit-down restaurant here in Illinois. Friacos is anyway, um, but it sounds, you know, at least similar in their offerings. But again, I've never had it. 
Like, we're not too far away from if Iowa. You went, though, so. If you went to a Poncheros or a Cadoba or a Chipotle, and there wasn't like a label that told you told you which one, and you just walked. In the That's store. what I need. I need to. I need to do it blind. You probably wouldn't know which one you were standing in initially. I would know. I, I've eaten Chipotle for enough so like, for the past than, like, years, like, but like labels. Like I'm saying, like if you remove everything that like identifies it specifically, and all there is is the food there, you probably wouldn't see that much of a difference. But Poncheros mm. taste hundred times better. I I. I'm going to argue that and that I've had Chipotle enough times that I know exactly what Chipotle tastes like, but I'm not going to, I'm not saying that I wouldn't think that either Poncheros or Cadoba is better than Chipotle because I definitely could think that. I think Chipotle, as much as I love it, is one of the more overrated restaurants because people hype it up. So people hype it up so much. I think it's, I think Chipotle is a restaurant where you get what you pay for. Like you're not expecting life-changing food. I think you're going to, if you want Mexican food, you're going to get better Mexican food at pretty much any Mexican restaurant or any taqueria that you go to. I think you're going to get better food. But I think if you want Chipotle, like, so my number one underrated restaurant, which I'll talk about after you talk about all three of yours, because that's the way I'm going to force you to do it. I think my number one is a restaurant where if you think of it as the restaurant, you crave the restaurant, not the item of food that you're ordering. Okay. Which you'll you'll get when I talk about it later on. But so Poncheros is your number one. What would you say is your Probably number? Probably my number one. I will give you a number two, but nobody that ever listens to this, other than Iowa people, are ever going to know what I'm talking about. And that is 100 percent made right. Made I know right what made right is made right slaps. Is my favorite thing on the planet. You got to remember that. Home, I have to go to made right. And the funniest thing to me is I saw an article one time, like one of the social media articles, that was like. The weirdest food in every state, right, or something like that. Yeah, I read. I, I know exactly what you're because I was and like, wait, that's not a normal thing. It called them loose meat sandwiches, and yeah, I can never no. get over that. No, 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 no. shit I've ever heard in my life. It is a motherfucking made for, right. For those who aren't aware, made rights are it's ground beef. It's ground beef on bread, and then your associated toppings. On but buns. yeah, on buns. It's on specifically on like brioche buns. Most people, honestly, most people, from my understanding, eat them the way that I do, which is literally just made right cheese, maybe a sauce of your choice. Like most people choose to eat them plain. Pickle. Pickle. I could see that. I don't I don't eat pickles. I don't like pickles, but I could see why somebody would want a pickle on a made so, right. And the the kind of like devil's advocate to this argument is that like people just don't even know it exists. Yeah. But, but it's it's a it's it's gotta be like a it's gotta be like a mid like a mid western thing but even more closely like an illinois iowa thing because my family's from the quad cities which if for anybody who's not aware is it's four cities which are east moline moline davenport and silvis which are all right on the border of illinois and iowa and made rights are a thing there more specifically than anywhere else there's multiple made ride restaurants in each of the towns and that's where I, like that's where my dad is from, and that's where most of my food choices are from. Is from his family, just because we visited them the most. Um, and made rights are fucking delicious, and my family has made them my entire life, and I will continue to eat them till this day. But like again, like you're saying, like most people don't know about them, dude. And my favorite thing about made right by far as a restaurant is the sandwich. No matter where you go, is going to be the same. But if you're at a made right, yeah, the sides are always going to be different. True. True. Never go to a made right that has the exact same something, and so like the one in my hometown has pie, like homemade pie by this old lady that owns it. I fucking wish. So fucking good. She makes amazing pie. 
And then I should ask her, and we can talk about it some other time, but Carly had one in her town, or close to her town, that had, like, completely different sides, and also they would only put mustard on a sandwich. Like, as a sauce. Like, you couldn't get something that wasn't mustard. I don't eat mustard, so I would not have worked there. I, like, if I... like, every one is, like, independently owned, so they all have, like, this... Right. Court, and it's, like, this, like, mom and pop. They're all in, like, a fucking trailer. They're not, like... Yeah. <laughs> they're not restaurants. Like, they're not... Like, I guess the closest... Like... So the one in East Moline, from my memory, is probably closest to like a steak and shake, but they're probably like the fanciest one that I've been to. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever been to one that was actually in like a hard building. Like they're always in like trailers or like mini like cinema yeah. buildings or something. That's most of my experience with them. And I, I fucking love Made Right. That's all there is to it. They're delicious. Every time I go home, it's my number one. Like if I can't leave Iowa until I've had Made Right. Every single time. When I visit my family, it's probably a very similar thing. Um, the only thing that we probably like, if we visit family and we are going out of the way like that, the only place that we probably go to more is, I don't know if it's an Iowa thing as much as it is like, at, at least in like East Moline, Moline area of the Quad Cities is Whitey's, which is an ice cream shop. It's hands down the best ice cream that I've ever had. They're probably most famous for like their malts. Um, it's malt is a big thing in the quad cities. It's you have malt on your fucking pizza um, in the quad cities. They put it on like they put it on the bottom of the pizzas. Um, but I always get it's a I get a black cherry sundae, and it is so fucking good. That and like even just like the you know like the every place calls them something different, but like the vanilla ice cream between two cookies. Like your ice cream sandwich, dude. Okay, theirs are the fucking best that I've ever had. I can't even talk to you about how much I used to love Big Boppers, like the frozen brand of that. Have you ever had a Big Bopper? Probably. I don't. I don't look at the names, but I if I see two cookies and ice cream between it, I order it because I'm a cookie fanatic. It's the way that Blue Bunny sells them, like as a brand. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. Blue Bunny ice cream, so criminally underrated. Um. (laughs) But oh, oh my god, dude! So if you want to talk about criminally underrated ice cream, that's totally different than fucking fast food. Which I don't actually agree with this one, but um, I should just yell into the other room really quick. Hold on. So in the south, they have bluebell ice cream. Yes, and it's the only place I've ever had it. And to me, it tastes like homemade ice cream. You know, like when you make ice cream yourself and it's like yes. watery. Yeah. Which is why I don't like it. I think it I, lo- I love bluebell ice cream. My so loves it. I have family from Texas that would always bring it to us when they'd come up because it's it's hard to get up here in Illinois. But I have family from Texas and they would bring it up because it's pretty it's it's much more common there and it's so good. I don't know what it is, but like compared to like the the typical brands like your your Briars your i'm trying to think of like other common brands like comparatively yeah like compared to a lot of the brands like i don't think like i think it's better but it's maybe just my taste buds like so i should i should like preface my statement with the fact that i don't like their vanilla because vanilla tastes to me like you made it in your fucking garage i don't think i've ever had straight vanilla but it's very good like i love their mint shape ice cream i do not like their vanilla it just bores me to death i think it tastes like fucking water i think we have a whole episode to make about how i think vanilla ice cream is probably one of the best like ice cream flavors that you can make oh, God. but 
Vanilla over chocolate or strawberry. Again, whole other episode. So anyway, so I'm going to throw out my last one here really quick because I've been hunting through some lists because I don't really have a good one. And I don't know how well known this place is, but I know right before I left Iowa, they got one of these. And now we have them all over the South and I don't go often enough. And so it's underrated to me and that's Freddy's. Okay. I've had Fred, I've, I've had it before. It's not a common thing like in Illinois. Um, I think if you were going to compare Freddy's to something, it is very similar to Culver's in my mind, mm-hmm. which I also think is underrated. And so I would kind of pair those together. I would say Culver's Freddy's underrated as my number. As I'm looking now, actually there is Freddy's in Illinois and I just, I've never had it in oh, Illinois. Bro. Oh, it's in Frankfurt. It's in Frankfurt. So, it's in Homewood. It's in Orland Park. It's all okay. Apparently, it's all over the place, just northeast of me. But I've never had it in Illinois. I think the only time I had it, we had, we played a baseball tournament in Iowa, um, or not Iowa, Indiana, um, and we had it there. And that's the only time that I can remember having it. But it was really good, from what I remember. I think Culver's is overrated personally, but I think Freddy's is probably underrated. So I think they're very similar, which is probably why you think that. Because you don't really talk about Freddy's and you do about Culver's, and maybe that's why you think that. Probably. The other one that I would have to throw out that I think is probably underrated, but it is not like underrated in the sense that like people don't like give it enough credit. And I think that's Portillo's because we're going to talk about your list probably here soon, and I'm going to transition into the Chicago theme. And Portillo is overrated. Port- okay, I could do a whole episode about how Portillo's is the most fucking overrated pile of shit in the world. Portillo's Portillo's is good. Don't get me wrong, but any mom and pop shop that you go to that serves burgers, fries, hot dogs, or Italian beef, it's better than Portillo's. So here's the thing. Portillo's fast food, not mom and pop, right? Fast food. To me, so like in our area and where we live, which is like the Joliet area, most of the mom and pop shops are fast food. Like it's just you, you walk, you either walk to the window or it's a drive-through, or it's it's I like guess, to go. I'm connecting fast food with chain. Okay, mom and pop doesn't fit that definition to me. That's but fair. That being said, the the hardest thing to find in the planet outside of which is hilarious because Chicago doesn't even really give a fuck about them is Chicago dogs. Like Chicago. Yeah. No, I hot dogs. I didn't know Chicago style hot dogs were a thing until I was like 19. Like, I, I eat I eat hot dogs the way that I eat them, which is. I either eat them with just ketchup if I'm just eating a hot dog or if I'm getting fancy, I'll go um, like hot dog, cheese, and bacon. But otherwise, I just eat them like I don't so, eat hot dogs. Speaking of like of Chicago style hot dogs, before I pass it off to you for your for your list because you've got to do yours eventually, there's this tiny hot dog stand that sits outside of a, a bar that I didn't even know existed in an alley in Arizona. And I can't even remember what it's called, so it's not even worth me going down that chain. But there was this tiny little hot dog stand outside, and they had a sign that said Chicago Dog on it. And we we're like, holy crap, we don't see those anywhere. And so one night we were out drinking, and we got them. And they have phenomenal Chicago-style hot dogs at this tiny little fucking stand outside this bar. So shout out to them. In non-COVID times, I'm going to come see them again, 100%. Me? Okay, so now, that, real briefly before you're talking about it, I went to Nashville with my wife and one of our friends and her boyfriend at the time. And we were waiting in line to get into this bar in Midtown. And there was a hot dog stand outside, which had the best fucking hot dogs that I have ever had in my entire life. Maybe it's because I was shit faced from probably drinking since like noon, 
but it was hands down the best tasting hot dog that I've ever had. And it was a random cart in front of Rebar in Nashville. If you guys have ever heard of it, it's a it's a bar. It's one of those gaming bars that has like a bunch of arcade games inside, oh. and then outside it's got a lot. Of, it's got like bags. It's got cornhole. It's got cornhole. It's got horseshoes. It's got a bunch of different games. But those were literally the best hot dogs that I've ever had in my life. Dude, speaking of, shout out to my, my buddy Devin Quaid in fucking Iowa. But when I used to go and drink in Dubuque with him because Dubuque, he's from there and he was my roommate in college. And they have just a, a really, really fun party scene. It's not like a club scene, but they just have a really fun like bar scene in Dubuque. And so I'd go out there and drink with him and uh, his buddies. And they had another hot dog like food truck there too. Like that was only open at like 2 a.m. That was super, super freaking good. But we, we could talk about drunk food stands and shit like that one. Whole episode. whole episode. Yeah. So let me get your list. Underrated restaurants or fast food restaurants. All right. So number three for me is Dairy Queen. The actual food at Dairy Queen is so underrated. The, like, chicken tenders at Dairy Queen. That's about it. Chicken tenders, they give you the gravy. You don't even have to fucking order it. They give you the flour gravy, the white gravy. Oh, so fucking good it's and it's nobody talks about it and we could probably talk a whole topic about this part of my life too but i was in a different country and i had dairy queen and it was the worst shit i've ever had in my fucking life is this <laughs> when you were deployed yeah i well yeah basically but either way like dairy queen is not good outside the united states so do i not go to a dairy queen i 100 percent believe that i just wanted something that tasted like home and I went to a Dairy Queen and it was horrible. So bad. It's so good though. Like did the even little things on the like little like do you remember Dairy Queen used to have these like shrimp? They'd like have like the sh- like the little I fried shrimp like even that shit was good. <laughs> I do not remember. I can't believe I ever ordered shrimp from a Dairy Queen in my life, but I have, and it was delicious. Um but yeah, it's just I think it's really underrated. I think like Nobody talks about Dairy Queen. Like Dairy Queen ice cream, I think is probably pop- properly rated. I think Blizzards are probably overrated, arguably. But like they have really other, like other really good stuff on their menu. Um, if I were to go for like my number two, Firehouse Subs. No, when you talk about sub places, everybody talks about Subway. Everybody talks about Jimmy John's. Everybody talks about Jersey Mike's. Firehouse Subs, fucking blows them all out of the way. It's the only sub restaurant that I will willingly go to. So here's like, the thing for me. My town got a firehouse subs for a while and I don't like toasted subs. Oh, I love toasted the subs. story of firehouse subs. Yeah, I, I only eat. not like firehouse subs. I only eat toasted subs. They're, so it's their like, their barbecue beef and cheddar. I lived off of that when I worked at one of my old jobs, which I'm sure we'll talk about previous jobs that we've had too compared to our current jobs. Yeah. But like, I lived off of Firehouse. Everybody would be like getting Chipotle every day or Panda Express, like some of the other restaurants that were really close to us. I lived off of these fucking roasted, like these toasted barbecue and cheddar subs. They were so good. But even just like if you look at the other stuff on their menu, like just their basic subs, even their non-toasted stuff, like it's cheaper than going to Jimmy John's or Jersey Mike's. or It's like arguably like the same price as Subway. And the quality to me Tastes so much better. Dude, because you brought this topic up, we're definitely going to have to bring up overrated restaurants. Oh, that's... Restaurants or fast food in another topic. That is next week's episode. (laughs) 
All right, let's get number one. All right. This is going to be controversial based on the conversations that I've had previously about it. I think that McDonald's is the oh, most wow. underrated fast food restaurant you, out okay. there. Because you just said that, I need to Google this. There are you... 40,000 McDonald's in the world. There's no way that that's overrated or underrated. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. So McDonald's, right? When you think of a, a burger, you don't think of McDonald's, right? No. Exactly. But McDonald's burgers are one of the best-selling burgers in the entire world. I, when I crave... Mc... Yeah. But <laughs> I think that's part of the reason why it's underrated. Nobody craves a burger and then wants to go to McDonald's, but you crave McDonald's cheeseburgers and you want to go to McDonald's. Also, when people think of McDonald's, they think of McDonald's breakfast and their, their burgers and stuff as entirely separate entities, but you have to consider them as the same thing. McDonald's breakfast is hands down the fucking best hungover fast food. food it's the best hungover breakfast in the entire world. It's the best fast food breakfast in the entire world. Close Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, close second, very underrated. We could talk about that in an underrated breakfast Except episode. People go out on Saturdays and they want their Chick-fil-A breakfast on Sundays. I, the number of times I've craved Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, it's impeccable. Um, but people talk so much shit about McDonald's food and what it does to your stomach and what it does to your insides. McDonald's, for what you're paying for, they – they deliver on the promise of here's a $1 burger. It's not going to be phenomenal, but it's going to get you over. It's going to get you through what you need to do. Their fries are hands down. Nobody can tell me there's a better fry out there. McDonald's fries are the fucking greatest Arby's. fries. No. Arby's curly, fr Arby's curly fries are delicious. They're not better than McDonald's French fries. They are 100% better. If you want a French fry, if you want just fried potato and salt, McDonald's french fries beats everybody out. I think sweet potato fries are better than regular french fries. I think tater tots are better than french fries. But purely from a french fry perspective, McDonald's wins. Of like fast food restaurants, they're better than Burger King. They're better I than Checkers. This, and that's uh, like Carly gets migraines. And the two things she craves when she gets a migraine are Dr. Pepper, specifically McDonald's, because McDonald's, McDonald's probably has, has the best fountain drinks. And that was my next point. And that's, that's a fair point. I will accept that one. And then their French fries. She loves their fucking French fries. So McDonald's has specific formulas for all of their soft drinks, which is why people crave their soft drinks compared to others, because they have specific formulas for the company from the companies that make the theirs. I just like fucking more sugar. Yeah, pretty much. They put sugar. So I don't know if this is still true. Full disclosure. Don't sue me, McDonald's. When <laughs> I worked at McDonald's, I was told, again, this was when I was, 16 so almost 10 years ago at this point was when the fries are frozen before they're sent to the restaurants they're coated in sugar which is part of what makes them taste better but their fries compared to other fries that are out there are the best fast food fries if you're specifically wanting like a typical french fry their breakfast is elite i don't care what anybody says their breakfast you can get pretty much whatever you want if you want something sweet for breakfast, they have the cinnamon rolls, which are regional, I guess now. Some, of them, still regional, have them. Yeah. some of them still have them, some of them don't. But even just like the McGriddles, 
If you want something like you can get the hotcakes and sausage, you can get oatmeal, you can get like the dollar sausage McMuffins, you can get the sausage and egg McMuffins, you can get them with ham, you can get them with bacon. You get those fancy fucking sandwiches that they have that have like the ham, bacon, and sausage on them. Like Dude, you can I will not deny that I think that McDonald's breakfast is from a fast food standpoint is the best. It's I think McDonald's everything else makes me fucking sick. <laughs> My one argument to the McDonald's breakfast being the best, Taco Bell used to offer the breakfast crunch wraps with the country gravy on them. So I it was Taco Bell breakfast. Taco Bell breakfast is underrated as fuck. So it literally so it was the crunch wrap which was the hard tortilla soft tortilla hash brown, egg, sausage, and it used to have the white country gravy on it. And it was so good. Dude, speak of the devil. Fuck Taco Bell now. I, yes, no. They got rid of the quesarito. I don't even care about the fucking quesarito. It's the goddamn potatoes. Those are coming back. Are they for real? Yes. I, um, I want to say in April, but they, they had like a whole thing about it. I literally yes, will never go there again well. because of the fact that they got rid of them. Oh, as of March 11th, they're already back. They're already <laughs> okay, back on the mind. menu. I have no problem with Taco Bell. But no, I was – so that was one of the few things that I liked from Taco Bell. I always get the quesarito, no sour cream because I don't like sour cream and I don't like a lot of vegetables. If anybody watches this podcast for an extended period of time, you'll learn that I'm a fucking super picky eater. I eat like the least amount of foods of anybody you know. Um <laughs> But the Fiesta potatoes were something that I always enjoyed. The, any of the burritos that they had that had potatoes on them, I liked. And then the quesaritos. But they got rid of fucking all of that. But the potatoes are coming back. The quesarito, I guess, you can still get if you order ahead. But let's be real here. Are you ever thinking an hour beforehand that you want Taco Bell? Dude, or are you drunk in an Uber and you go, Almost holy shit, Taco Bell? Always a drunk food for me. And I don't think I've eaten Taco Bell sober in my life. Dude. So first of all, underrated restaurants. Uh, if we're going to talk about that in terms of fast food because we're talking about Taco Bell right now. Is Taco John's being underrated compared to Taco Bell? I don't think I've ever had it. So Taco John's is fantastic, and it was one of my favorites until I got food poisoning from there, and I was in the hospital because of the food poisoning that I got from there. Jesus. I don't like it anymore, but uh, I think most people in the Midwest would, or in Iowa would say that Taco John's is cash. Um, the only like the only taco fast food place I've ever had that wasn't Taco Bell was um, Del Taco. Taco. Yeah, when I went to visit Dane, we got it a couple times um, out in Nevada, and it was pretty. It was decent. I don't think it was better than Taco Bell. I have to say, my second favorite thing at Taco Bell though is Doritos Locos Tacos, just because I'm a fat ass, and my drunk food Facts. is exactly that: Fiesta potatoes, Doritos Locos Tacos. So, I think the best drunk food experience I've ever had is Taco Bell. Two steak quesaritos, no sour cream, and an order of the nacho fries when they had them. Their fries, I don't, did you ever have them? No. They were so fucking good. They're not like, they're not like normal fries. They have like, <coughs> excuse me, they have like a taco seasoning on them. So they have like a, I don't want to call it spice. <coughs> excuse me again. Um, they don't have it like a, uh, like a taco flavor to them but they have like a special seasoning on them they're really really underrated i think they were so good and they served them with the nacho cheese because you just said that i know that you would love taco john's 
I'm Taco John's sells potato Olays as their number one side, and you should Google this right now because they're basically like are they like disc, potato wedges? They're like disc tater tots, and you said tater tots are fucking fire to you. They're they disc are. tater tots with like Mexican seasoning. Like holy shit, so good, and they come with nacho cheese. So they're just I was gonna say the the delicious the fucking picture that I pulled up was them with cheese and bacon on top of them. I'm all right. Uh, trip to Iowa. Uh, <laughs> Those those look, they would cause havoc to my insides, but those look delicious. So good. But anyways, back to the original point. McDonald's is the most underrated fast food restaurant because people talk so much shit about them. But for the, the price. Okay, so here's the. What's, the, what's the reason? The reason here's is. The bottom come- line. Your bottom line is that it's a good food for cheap, right? Yes. For me. I could get a better food for a little bit more money and it's not going to make me feel like absolute ass. But like Every what? Every time I've ever had what? Food, I feel like shit. Dude, you know one of the weird things is like probably the, one of the most underrated to me, but it's probably not that underrated is Arby's. Arby's? Okay, yeah. No, I can see I the argument there. much more money and I fucking love Arby's. It's like my road trip food. I go get some Arby's with some jalapeno poppers. Carly introduced me some bronco berry sauce that I think is okay. She fucking loves the shit doesn't matter either way Arby's slaps i love arby's and it is right up there with me in the underrated category so if so if we were to talk about like our spouses like jess is probably her favorite like road trip food is subway because you can eat it like two hours later and it still tastes exactly the same as when you got it i need to save my conversation about subway for the overrated category all right um so next episode which we record right after this one is fine uh but no like honestly like i do think i think most sub shops are underrated or overrated sorry um we'll probably talk about that in another episode um but like i another one that if i were to like to include like an honorable mention like one that i think is right there burger king so under or over under so burger king better than mcdonald's that's fair um you're wrong but that's fair uh, but like I, so I never thought when I was younger, I hated Burger King. I don't like frame, like flame broiled burgers. So like Portillo's burgers, we were talking about Portillo's earlier. Like their burgers are broiled. I don't like them. They have like a burnt taste to them, which I just don't enjoy. Um, and that's how Burger King's burgers are. And so I never thought I'd really like them. I, it was probably like a month or so. Actually, it was the last, it was when I got my first COVID shot. My parents were like, hey, pick up food on your way. Go to Burger King. They have a dollar menu now. And I was like, wait, really? And so, yeah, I went there. I got like 12 fucking bacon cheeseburgers. And it was like $15 for the whole order. And it was actually really fucking good. I was like, this is a lot better than I remember this food being. The funny thing is they're Burger King. And the one thing that I really love there is the original chicken sandwich. Yes. Because it's like... Their chicken slaps. Super good. I love that sandwich. Even like the... Chicken mayo lettuce bun. The chicken... Even like the chicken fries. Like, I'd rather the chicken fries over like most restaurants chicken... Like chicken... um, Chicken nuggets. Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't know what the fuck they do to those things. Magic. Delicious. Another thing that's underrated. It's not shaped like that. I don't if know. you have one of the Wendy's that offers it, fifty chicken nuggets for ten dollars. That is dumb. It's dumb, but it's amazing. Oh, speak of the devil. 
and I will give you this one credit right now for McDonald's, is they just brought spicy nuggets back. Yes. So good. So good. Another thing that Burger King is underrated about, they have bucket. You can get like 20 nuggets there for like two bucks. Yeah, cheap. It's like they're a dollar. They're better than McDonald's. As somebody who... McDonald's spicy nuggets are better than Burger King nuggets. McDonald's regular nuggets are worse than Burger King nuggets. We're going to do a whole episode now where we go get chicken nuggets from various places and try them on camera. Like... I, I probably overall don't disagree with you. Like they're probably pretty close, but I think I, I firmly think that McDonald's is probably the most shit talked restaurant in the entire world. But for, for the price that they offer product at, I don't think you can beat that. I think they have the right price. If you're willing to accept the fact that their food is not that good, which is why, but, it's, but, it, but it, but it is good. It just isn't it isn't what they market the product as. So a McDonald's cheeseburger is not a cheeseburger. It's a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yep. You have like if you were if you're craving a cheeseburger, you're going to go to Five Guys, you're gonna go to Shake Shack, you're gonna go to somewhere else, like a real restaurant and get a cheeseburger. If you want McDonald's though, nothing is gonna hit the spot like McDonald's does. Dude, McDonald's cares the three categories of people. People that are in a hurry, people that are poor, and people that have like kids and they need convenience food. Like you just described two of the three things that are fit that fit my my lifestyle. <laughs> All but the last one. Like it's just it's not good. It's just cheap. But it's not that bad. Breakfast is good. You have McChickens. McChicken slap. I've never thought the McChicken was that good. Spicy McChicken, add American cheese. You could add spicy to anything on the McDonald's menu, and I'm going to at least give it another point bump up. (laughs) Fair. But, okay, okay. So also think about it. Are you rating McDonald's apple pies? Are you thinking about that when you think about McDonald's? Are you thinking about their ice cream, their chocolate chip cookies, their their McFlurries? It's only only fucking broken after 10 p.m. because they're cleaning it. Get off my ass. Their coffee, McDonald's coffee, criminally underrated. I don't agree. I agree 100%. If we're going to talk about underrated coffee, let me tell you. Actually, what I used to think is, as a young adult was overrated and now I think is underrated is Pike Place Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. No, I'll, the most I think so. Coffee in the world, and now I love it. Now that you have like tasted dark roast and you you know like what good coffee tastes like, you go back to some of the Starbucks stuff and you're like, okay, I get it. Which is the reason why I actually now only buy Costco uh, bean coffee, like whole bean coffee, because Starbucks produces it. Yeah, and I can get it wholesale at Costco. It's so my place cheaper. We'll we'll probably do a whole episode again on coffee, but. Jess definitely prefers like the lighter roast coffee, whereas I prefer the dark roast coffee. Jess has her brands. I have my brands that I prefer, um, but I'm I'm definitely a dark roast guy. I'm more of a flavor guy. Like for me, for coffee, I don't necessarily need it to be something that's overly caffeinated. Like light roast has more caffeine. Dark roast doesn't have as much caffeine. Um, but for me, like flavor is more important, and so I definitely prefer like the darker roast, like the more flavorful, robust kind of coffee and that's definitely a conversation for another episode (laughs) 
All right, guys. Well, we've been talking for a little over two hours at this point, so let's wrap it up here. Um, anybody who happens to watch these episodes and you know fulfills mine and Kyle's dreams of being uh, podcast hosts that make a lot of money, um, we thank you guys. Any you know any of you guys who took the time to watch this whole episode, or even if you watch parts of this episode and happen to catch the end, we really appreciate you guys all tuning in here. Um, we appreciate you guys sitting through our bullshit and. Um, if you guys have any ideas for things that you want to talk about or things you want us to talk about in the future, leave them in the comments. We'll definitely, you know, consider all of that. We have each of us have a, a, a list that's plenty long about different topics to talk about. Um, but we'll definitely, you know, any fan suggestions that we do get in the future, we'll definitely consider all of those. Um, we just want to thank you guys for kind of, you know, letting us bullshit for a couple hours, have a few drinks, enjoy ourselves a little bit. You know, it definitely forward, we probably will not have two and a half hour long podcasts. It'll probably be more like an hour where we're we'll, just covering hey, topics. We'll cut them at hour and a half. I think hour and a half is probably like an, a happy medium. No longer than. That way we can keep the audience from being super bored after. Hey, no promises. This is kind of like two podcasts in one. You guys got, got the background story of where yeah, you got you got our introduction and an episode. So this yeah. is like two episodes in one. So and really, you're welcome. <laughs> all right but yeah, thank thanks you. everybody for joining us appreciate it yeah thank you guys for checking in we are two average husbands and we will catch you guys later